When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, my name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash malicious compliance, because I thought, why the hell not? If you are new here, would you please consider clicking that like button down below, the subscribe button as well, as it hugely helps out our channel, and I can never express that enough. A huge thank you to the members of our channel who keep coming in, keep supporting the channel as well. Thank you so much, and let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from Chair Cavalry, called Police Officer Attempted to Intimidate My Patient, Loses Fight to Physics. <laughs> I'm a paramedic. A few months ago, we're coming back from a routine patient transfer. When at an intersection about four blocks from the base, I noticed a woman sitting on the side of the road with her arms wrapped around herself and her head down. I nudge my partner who's driving and we flip on the lights and I see her head come up real fast. And she looks terrified. I get out and she relaxes when she sees the ambulance. After I approach, I notice bruising on her wrist and other similar signs of domestic abuse. She seems hesitant to get off the curb and into the ambulance, so I decided that I would at least pull the cot out the back and give her something a little more comfortable than concrete to sit on. Now, a few important details. All the cots in my service are striker power cots. You've almost certainly seen these before. They're bright yellow with black handles and side panels. These cots have a motor and battery built in to allow us to raise and lower the cot at the touch of a button, instead of throwing out our backs having to physically lift the cot up after loading someone. They're usually paired with an automatic loading system built into the ambulance that lifts the cot up to the right height to be pushed inside and also secures the cot when loaded. There's a little red tab at the end of the track, just inside the doors, that you press down to free the cot and allow it to slide out. When you press this tab, it simply releases the cot and the loaded carriage is connected to, and it's up to you to keep it under control until it reaches the unload position and locks into place again. This can be problematic because these cots weigh about 125 pounds, about 55 kilos. As soon as I hit the release tab for the cot, I hear lights and sirens behind me. It's a city police car. 
which is weird. We had not yet requested police and we're outside the city in the sheriff's department jurisdiction. We merely informed dispatch that we're stopping to check on a woman at such and such intersection. The woman says something along the lines of, oh God, he's here and moves faster than me seeing free food being distributed at base. (laughs) She dashes past me and pretty much hurls herself into the ambulance, sitting on the bench seat. The cop is approaching and he's pissed. I put two and two together and slam the ambulance door shut. Let's call this police officer Steve or POS for short. POS says, is that bit, is she in there? Me, who? You know damn well who I'm talking about. I say, you mean my patient? I'm afraid I haven't gotten a name yet. POS says, open those doors, I need to talk to her. I say, you're not using my rig as an interview room. You can talk to her at the hospital. We go back and forth like this for a few minutes. My partner at some point came back to see what the holdup was, but overheard my stone walling and went back to the cab to call our chief. I continue my routine of deny and delay until a pair of deputies, like specifically requested for this call by the chief, arrive. Oh good, now I have witnesses. See, we had stopped on the upwards incline. I'd hit the release tab on the cot and wanted it to slide back. I had to close the door so swiftly I didn't bother pushing the cot back against the stops and locking it in place. Emboldened by the presence of two deputies, he gets in my face. Get out of my way, I'm gonna have to charge you with obstruction. Okay, I step out of his way and he opens the double doors. Between the cots, the monitor and the jump bag, I'd say there's probably close to 160 pounds contained behind those doors. All of which comes barreling out and hits POS square in the chest. He goes backwards and falls on his ass. One of the deputies laughs aloud. The other walks up and kneels down beside the guy. He says, your shift captain is going to be here in five. I wouldn't be here then if I were you. POS gathers himself up and scowls at me, then stomps off. There is a limited amount that I can say about the aftermath, as the trial is not settled yet, but we all know how well charges stick to cops. The woman is now living elsewhere. The cop is still a cop, and I have been getting pulled over at least twice a week ever since then. But the video footage of him getting body checked by that cop remains one of the best things I have ever seen. Edit for clarification. Yes, the woman was and is married to POS, and yes, he is allegedly responsible for the abuse. Now, first off, I just got to say, you know, well done for doing what you did on that day, protecting that woman from from what could have potentially happened to her. I don't know. We don't know. But you did her a solid that day and you got to be congratulated on that, I think. And to be a fly on the ambulance and and see that go down, watching those doors open and everything just go charging towards his chest and knocking him flat on his ass. Absolutely glorious. But we'll cover a couple of the comments before we move on to the next story. And we'll start with Grog Bear who says, Thank you for keeping us safe that day. Absolutely. Name is already taken says, Getting pulled over twice a week is clearly harassment. What does his department say about this? Evangeline Fedora says, Usually paired with an automatic loading system. And then says, Cries in underfunded volunteer service. Captain Rory says, you can start getting badge numbers when you get pulled over. Invest in front and back dash cams. If you're in a single consent state for recording, grab a voice recorder as well. Also, probably should get a lawyer on retainer. And one more, because it's mainly just congratulations post and well done for doing you that day. From Breakneck Ridge, who says, fantastic work, good on you. Separately, if I were you, I'd invest in a good dash cam immediately. One that has a 360 degree view and includes a good view of the car's interior would also be good if it live uploads to the cloud. I worry for your safety. 
I find it incredible. I remember a story we had, and I'm not sure if it's too relatable to this one, but it was like um, a really sort of out in the wilderness town in the US. I'm sorry, I don't know how these work too much. And it was about someone who complained about like the sheriff at that time and then strange things were happening they were getting pulled over all the time and they were basically run out of town and everyone in the comments was saying look i'm really concerned for your safety you should get out of there immediately and all this kind of stuff and i was like wow some crazy stuff that goes down anyway what do you guys make of this story we'll move on to the next one let's do it and our next story comes from Georges Fuza. I may have got that name completely wrong. Manager wanted everything I do during a workday written down. Request granted. Long time lurker, first time poster. English is not my native language, mobile, blah, blah. Some context, working in an outsourcing company. Before I joined job, there were two people doing my job. Both left before I joined. I was alone doing the job of two people. Weekly reports being sent to client head and client would visit job site once a year. So here goes. As a means of control and reporting, there is a general mailbox to where clients should send all requests that needed to be addressed. Had to deal with 30 to 40 different people from the client side, plus head. They didn't give a shit about said mailbox. Would always email my inbox, ignoring said general one almost always. Since I was done doing the work of two people, I was almost always behind on the workload and would get the idiots on the other side constantly complaining to the client head, who would in turn would complain to my managers how it is possible that OP can't deal with seven to eight daily emails and be behind on his work. Weekly report stated that I was only getting seven to eight emails from a client a day, completely ignoring the fucking phone, personal inbox, Skype chat, which were the ways people were contacting me every day. So client head complains to managers and escalates me for being a lazy idiot that can't even handle a handful of emails a day. Manager sets up a meeting to grill me. OP, you always look so busy and you're only getting a handful of emails a day and constantly behind on your work. How is this possible? Client isn't happy and you either improve dramatically or client wants us to replace you. I explained that the general mailbox wasn't the only thing I did, mentioning all other means through which the client idiots were requesting things. So solution to show client head what was being done, I was told I needed to register on an Excel sheet everything, everything I did during a day. I asked for clarification. You mean emails and calls, right? No, no, everything. And email the Excel at the end of the workday. So here goes my malicious compliance. I did exactly what I was told, wrote down everything I did during the workday, even including bathroom, smoke and coffee breaks. Client writes on Skype, I write down timestamp when client asks for something and timestamp of each and every reply. All adding to an Excel at around 500 lines every day with my personal favorite of adding a line at the end, time wasted to fill in one sheet, one hour. One manager laughs when he sees my full compliance, other one not so much but knows he can't do shit because I did what I was told. A few months later when the client head visits, tells me he fucking loved it. Was told to stop doing it on the third day. They were now aware of what I did during the day. And you saying at the end where you, you, you filled in the time to fill in sheet one hour, I had exactly the same thing when I was working for a company. It was in the warehouse one where we had to move furniture around and stuff like that. And we it wasn't only furniture, there was like 
forklift duties, taking in stock, sending out products, insurance-based claims on the furniture and fixes and stuff like that for the parts of the furniture that was getting replaced. We had a similar thing where we got pulled into the office and saying, well, why aren't you getting all the orders out in the day? And it's like, well, because there's so much other stuff going on. There's like, no, 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 this is, you could, you should easily be doing this. We want you to write everything down. So we've pretty much done exactly the same as OP in this and then filled it out at the very end and wasting time to write a sheet one hour it's just absolutely ridiculous i mean maybe they should just themselves step into your shoes for the day and try to do your job and then and see how it is but no they won't do that but anyway we'll check out a couple of the comments to see what they say and yoko says i did something similar recently i was leaving a job and the boss wanted me to draft how-to document for my job duties ended up being a 40 or so page document titled the book of secrets <laughs> Basilia says, great, only solution to such silly requests. Stemple says, a few years ago, someone from the Department of Cleaver Twats told me my job was being transferred to his office 100 miles away. I was getting another job in my office, but I first had to train my replacement. Oh, and it's got to be done in the next two months. Then I told him I was having an operation next week and would be off for six to eight weeks. So he decided I had to write a guide to what I did inward shipping how i did it what i did when things went wrong and my favorite bit what to do if something happens that's never happened before <laughs> chapter one of the guide what to do in the event of a bear attack <laughs> arzanash says lol i can imagine the excel sheet filled with bathroom breaks with specific details 5 p.m went to bathroom took a massive shit <laughs> use three wipes left store smelling nice for next occupants OP did reply to this one saying, didn't go into that much detail about my bathroom breaks, but went completely overboard with other activities. Email received and read, not replied, spam. Email received, Google Translate, no reply, not meant for me. Call, wrong number. Call, right number, wrong person. Had a lot of fun writing that thing. <laughs> now, what about you guys? Have you guys ever found yourself in a similar situation to OP here? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. And our next story comes from Brostenatius. Work starts at 9, not 9.15. Many years ago, I used to work as a web developer at a medical center where the types of people in that org were, let's say, tenured. Many comfortable people have been working there for 8 plus years. Not the least of all was our manager who had been there for 20 plus years and fancied herself as a dictator. I was the youngest there followed by the other developer. Engineering was a team of two, myself included. We had content creators, support people, designers, etc. But the engineer was just me and this other person, we call her Lucy. Lucy and I would show up around the same time every day between 9 and 9.30. No big deal, we thought, since we typically ate quick lunches at our desk and stayed long after 5 to actually get some focus time in and get some stuff done. Our manager typically showed up early around 7.30 or 8 and would leave the office at 3.30 or 4 to skip traffic. Now at some point our manager was on some sort of power trip and decided it was necessary to call a full team meeting to inform us that work starts at 9, not 9.15, not 9.30 but 9. Me being a young smartass decided to fight this tyranny and ask her what time does work end to which she very calmly stated 5. <laughs> so I asked her how come she leaves at 4 and she explained that she shows up early and therefore gets her leave early. I was on autopilot because the next thing I said was, but I thought work starts at nine, so how come you show up early? She explained that she's made special arrangements with the higher ups and therefore she is exempt from the rule. 
So Lucy and I dropped it when we decided to show up at exactly at nine every day, take a four hour for lunch and leave exactly at five. Meetings all day and work due tomorrow. Sorry, but work ends at five. Working on an issue where stopping halfway means it will take longer to pick it up tomorrow. Sorry, but work ends at five. About a month of this and our backlog is piling up. Our clients are complaining and my manager is fuming at our reduced output. She sits us down and asks why this is happening. We calmly explain that with meetings, an hour lunch and work starting at nine and ending at five, there is just not enough time in the day to get stuff done. She dropped the policy the next day and instead issue a core hours policy of 10 to three where everyone is expected to be in the office then. That's what I hate about some companies. I know some companies can't do it, but being flexible with your employees and their work hours, it creates a better work environment, better for their mental health and, and allows them to work even better for you. Like they, they was doing extra hours. They were staying after work and, and doing hours when things were a bit quieter and they could be more productive. And I hate it when bosses are, oh no, you've got to be in nine to five. Again, I had myself a very, very similar situation in that sofa insurance place. I had a manager at the time. And let me just tell you straight away, this manager wasn't a good manager. His background was from school. He was a chef in our local pub that's just across the road from me. And I'm not playing down being a chef isn't a great job or anything like that, but he didn't have any managerial skills whatsoever. He went from that to a manager where I was at the time. And again, some people may be able to do that and have the managerial role and just be good at it. But this person was not, let me tell you. Consistently late, just didn't set a ex good example for anyone, was always on the internet, you know, playing games, pissing about all the time. When you're actually trying to get the work done, they was messing about, hiding orders from you when you're trying to dispatch them. It was just absolute chaos all the time. And I remember one day I went for lunch and it was an hour lunch that we had. I came back, bang on time. I made sure I was always coming back, bang on time. And he stood there, I can still see his face with a smug look on his face, sat on the desk and said, what time do you call this? I looked at the clock and I said, it's two o'clock. And he turned to me and, and went, huh, you're late. You left at 55 minutes past, so you're five minutes late. Please don't let it happen again. And I was a bit of a petty arsehole. All right, I was a bit of a petty arsehole. I'll admit that. And um, one day, he was often late, as I said. He would try to come in through the back way, through like the warehouse shutter doors. He was due a meeting with his manager that day. And she came down because she wanted to talk about like stock checking, the stock check that was coming up that year. And she came down and I thought, I'll go through it with her. So I was talking to her because I really wanted to encourage this meeting because I wanted her to see him turn up late. I know, I know, petty Mark here. So we're in the warehouse, walking down the aisles, and then I sort of lured her to the, the shutter bit. And we had a delivery come in at the time as I was talking to her. So I took in this delivery, then I pressed the shutter door button to come down because it, it was like a, on a roller shutter, comes down automatically. So picture the shutter coming down, think Indiana Jones style. And then suddenly, as this thing was near the floor, he rolled under the door. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> And they was very big on health and safety and all that sort of stuff. So him doing that, turning up like half an hour late at the same time. And he didn't acknowledge her. He just stood up and went morning and just walked off. And I was like, I, my mouth was open. I was just like staring at her. And she just went, excuse me a moment and walked off. Whew. Let me tell you, he didn't last too much longer after that moment. And that wasn't because of me. That was because of his own fault. <laughs> But there was just tons, people on power trips in that place. There was loads of people. There was such a dynamic. The, the second one above my manager 
also wanted his job as well and it's just crazy but yeah i've gone on too long what do you guys make of today's collection of stories let me know your thoughts in the comments below and do you have your own malicious compliance let me know if you do have a moment as i said please click that like button it massively helps out our channel we have a discord you can join as well come join our lovely little community full of lovely people supportive people and please consider subscribing as well if you've been here for a long time you haven't subscribed yet why not get involved up to you though thank you so much and i will see you in the next one take care guys much love hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.